Welcome to Podcasts for Wonderful, episode 65. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Limetown, episodes one and two. But first, we're going to be talking to my guests. Uh, you know me, my name is Greggy Hochstetler. And tonight, we're going to be talking to my guests. Uh, you know, this man as one of the Republican frontrunners in the American presidential race, Mr. Donald Trump. Hello, Donald. Hello, people. And then my other guest is an American singer-songwriter, one of the, the biggest, I would say, folk musicians. I don't know if that's fair. I'll get with uh, Bob on this. I think that's... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please welcome Bob Dylan. Bob. Uh, hello. Show. Hello. Yeah, folk is, is fine. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. Okay. Would you say you're more of a, a rock guy or more folk? Eh, I don't know. Now, nowadays, I'm all over the place, really. I used to be folk, rock, then sort of uh i do frank sinatra covers at the moment but yeah rock i'll take rock <laughs> you're doing nothing but frank sinatra covers currently uh pretty much yeah I, I like that that sort of music now i've turned my back on all the all the rest so pure <laughs> frank frank 24 7 365 wow i didn't know that that's very interesting so what what uh drew you to, to frank sinatra covers well, ooh, it's tricky to say. I mean, have you? Uh, this guy gets a gets a lot of ladies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, I mean, not not so much anymore, but uh, certainly in his in his day. And I kind of wanted to to go for that a little bit. You have you had trouble with the ladies? Uh, twice married, twice divorced. I'm afraid. So <laughs> a little bit of trouble. Don't uh, uh-huh. tend to stick around, old Bob Dylan. So. Well, that's too bad. How about you, Donald? How's your luck with the ladies been? Um, well, it's for people who know me, it's kind of bad because, yes, I am Donald McDonald. Donald Mc. Donald Mc. <laughs> the clown in McDonald's. You're Ronald McDonald? Yes, Ronald McDonald. Wait a second. I thought I had Donald Trump here. Yes, I, I am both. I'm running for president, and oh, and I do it because I like working for the kids, and I love clowns. Wait, so you're saying you are also Ronald McDonald the clown? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we wow. did not talk about that one at all, but in the pre-interview, um, so you you put on the makeup and uh, the wig, and you go to. Yep. You go to you go to McDonald's and do public appearances as yep. this clown. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know me, no, only know me as president. I'm good. Oh, okay. Well, then you just blew your cover because you oh, just told you're, us. You're right. What What does that have to do with you getting ladies, though? Well, because you are who, married. Yeah, I know. But people who know me are and the girls are all like, "Ugh, he's just some clown guy." So would you say in your personal life, you're more Ronald McDonald than you are Donald Trump? You yes. wear the clown makeup and stuff? I wear the wig all the time. I wear the fake nose. I wear the boots. Okay. As you know, my father only gave me a million dollars. True, but you grew that into like a uh, pretty large uh, empire now. Yeah. You're running for president with your own money. You, you've got a couple of different names. Uh, this is Bob Dylan over here. I've heard you were born with a different name, Bob. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, 
I don't I don't go by that one anymore. I am legally Bob Dylan now, but I was born Robert uh, Zimmerman. Uh, I can reveal it here today. Uh, and I've gone by a few, a few others. Uh, Elston Gunn, Blind Boy Grunt, uh, Jack Frost I go by a lot nowadays. But yeah, Bob Dylan's not the original name. Wow. Why did you change your name? To yeah. Your... Have you seen the TV show Fargo? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I haven't actually seen the TV show. Okay. I saw the movie. Uh, right. Well, it's sort of... Um, some Why stuff can... happened in Minnesota, and I, I thought it generally best to sort of leave that whole period behind. Um, when I moved to New York, I, I became Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh. So... Okay, I, I'm not going to ask you to incriminate yourself or anything, but so there was that sort of a reason why you wanted to change your name? You were getting away from something? I mean, if you've seen the, the beginning of the film, it, it says it's like based on a true story, and I, I don't really want to say too much more, but, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so let's just, um, let's just talk about that fictional movie Fargo for a minute, okay? This is not connected to any real-life... Uh, events that have taken place. I mean, that movie is because it is based on a true story, but they also mm -hmm. um, changed a lot of things about it. But let's just say if there was a person that uh, this story was based on, uh, would he have maybe uh, murdered someone and put the body in a wood chipper? Uh, ooh, you're kind of putting me in a tough spot because I don't want to... <laughs> Criminate myself. I would say that if a wood chipper was used, then I would be mm, not the guy <laughs> coming out of the wood chipper. But, uh, okay. I don't want to. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. So you, you also said that you use several different names. Mm -hmm. So are those all for the same reason? Pre pretty much. I mean, I've gone by like 10 different names. And if you look through the, the sort of records, criminal records in New York, uh, Minnesota, you, you'll find uh, find there's a few more than 10 missing people. So, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're getting these different names to hide, to like get the whole new identity. Mm -mm, no, no way. Absolutely. No, well, no, that's not what he's saying. Of course not. We don't want to. Uh, because that would be that would be like a, a crime if that were happening. Uh, I would not. I, I don't think I would admit to knowing if it were a crime. Uh, some of the stuff I've done, like, but I mean, it's it's a possible explanation. Yeah, you wouldn't want to tell a crime to a possible president of the United States. Well, you could pardon him if you were elected. Ooh, well, we should talk off air about that because. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good to compartmentalize that kind of stuff. That way, you know, all that stuff happened to a different person. That wasn't yeah. no, that wasn't was Bob it. doing that. For sure. That was Jack Frost. <laughs> so, Donald, yes. you're running for president. Yes. What do you think your chances are right now of, of winning? Um, well, because of my small loan of a million dollars, I think they're pretty good. Why do you keep bringing that up? You have a lot more than money than that now. I know. It's still, that's what started me off. And it was a close call. It was a close call? What was? Uh, Getting all the money to run for president. Well, you've been amassing that fortune over the decades. It wasn't that close a call, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I got my million dollars like maybe two years before I started running for the president. Oh, really? Yeah. You've been a public figure for like as long as I can remember. Seems like you've been <laughs> you've been uh, working in the business world for a long time. I thought. I have been, but the million dollars is what gave me into president. President. What? So a million dollars is what it costs to run for president. Well. It costs a lot more to get lawyers and um, people to pay people to vote for me. Oh, wait, I did not say that. Can we please edit that out? Yeah, we'll edit that out. But do you do that? I mean, let's just say if there was a fictional um, movie like Fargo being made about based on a true story <laughs> about a guy that was paying people to vote for him. Um, how, how would he um, well, go about? How would that guy go about doing that? I would get my small one million dollars, and I would. Okay, I'm <laughs> sick of that bit. Let's drop that. It's a very small one. No, I don't I'm, care I'm just about kinda, that. You just go. So on. how would you? How would you? How would you bribe people to vote for I you? I would say, "Hey, we vote for me." If they say, "No," I would bribe them. If that doesn't work, I would um, threaten them with my. Uh, Goons guards, dogs, guards. Oh, guards. Okay. Yes, I have dogs. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you have dog man hybrids, or maybe this fictional guy <laughs> has been running some kind yeah, of cloning have, experiment. I have dog. I have dog. I'd have dog human hybrids. You would have, or you do have. But um, <laughs> wait. I mean, both. the fictional guy. It's a bit of both. So, Bob, what do you think about Donald Trump and his run for presidency? You are, um, I, I always kind of think of you as like a more left-leaning guy, but I don't, I don't know, I don't have any uh, like facts or anything to back that up. It's just something in my head. Yeah, I, uh, I will admit that I haven't really paid that much attention to the the American election. Uh, it's not not something I'm hugely interested in. Uh, I was sort of the voice of the counterculture, I guess you could say. Uh, but uh, I'm, I lean pretty much toward Carson, I think. Oh, I see. Leans to what? Uh, ben Carson. He, he's one of your uh, oh, adversaries yes. in this race. Yes. Uh, what do you think about that guy? <laughs> it's, um, I think he's a conceited jerk. <laughs> okay. It means a lot coming from you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With my... Millions and millions of dollars. Right. I did have a question about the uh, the dog human hybrid cars. <laughs> yes. Was it? Are they? Is the dog parked on top? So they've got sort of the hearing and smell of a dog. Yes. Would be useful. Or is the dog they, parked on the bottom so they have the speed of a dog? Um. Well, they're more of uh, they're human and then they can transform basically into oh. these dog humans. So they're like werewolves. Basically, they're werewolves. Yes. <laughs> okay. Animorphs turn into it completely, but but wait a second. When they turn into dogs, are they big, tough dogs, or are they like they're like they're like werewolves? And they just <laughs> some of them are fluffy, fluffy. Some of them are big dogs. No. Fluffy ones. <laughs> we what don't know what to those? do. We just send them back to their family. Send them back to their families. Send them back to. Oh, okay. So these were regular people that were transformed into this 
how did this happen? Was it magic or science? Science. Oh, okay. Is this something that's going on after hours at McDonald's? <laughs> yes. We, uh, it's not always successful, so we put them into their burgers and <laughs> chicken. People are always complaining that McDonald's sucks and that medicine, the stuff that turns into the werewolf sucks. It tastes so bad. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, you immediately become immune to it. So okay. you've already eaten it and you have not become a wolfish creature and destroyed that McDonald's, then you're immune to it. Okay, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some children, werewolf people, things, and we keep them under confinement. It's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nightmare scenario you're <laughs> spelling out here. Uh, Bob, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard, always heard the story about how people were so mad at you when you went electric you started using an electric guitar uh is were people really booing you and stuff or was it just uh blown out of proportion there was a bit of that i mean people were were angry uh definitely that i I went electrics for so long i was with this folky acoustic guy and they found it really threatening that i i was leaving and stuff but to be honest i think it was it was an overreaction because if anything nowadays i would have gone a lot further uh, in going electric. I, I was just using the tools that we had at the time, which was electric guitars, mm-hmm. uh, electric basses and stuff. But nowadays, I mean, you've got so much more. You've got, uh, I don't know, whatever, laptops and stuff. You've got those those little things with the light-up squares and you press the squares and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. I used all that. Keyboards or whatever. Yeah, so you would like that. So it, I, I, yeah, I was going for like I guess nowadays it would be called the Skrillex sound. Yes. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going for, for dubstep. Yeah, I would have loved to put out some dubstep back then, but uh, wow. the world just wasn't ready for it. You'd have just blown the minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so were, were your were your early fans like Amish or something? Why did they hate electric guitars so much? Uh, I think. I mean, this was back in like the early '60s, so a lot of people had never seen electric stuff. There were no light bulbs. There wasn't TV. Uh, they might have had a gramophone, but it was like a wind-up gramophone. <laughs> so I think they were very scared. And you know, Tes, uh, what's his name? Not Tesla, the other one. He just electrocuted that elephant uh, very recently before that. So I think people were very, very wary about electricity. It wasn't something they really trusted. Yeah. Like most houses didn't even have a, a toilet in the house. You had to go out to the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost have smelled in the outhouse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just I think it probably did. And you just come back out and just mold and crap. That was what blowing in the windows about. <laughs> what? What did he say? That's what blowing in the wind was about. <laughs> well, you know, Donald, you were alive back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am very old. Thank you, Greggy. Sixty-five year old. No, I'm sixty-six. I think we discovered oh, last yes. week. Sixty-six. Anyway. Six-six. So, Donald, what do you think about your uh, your foes on the Democratic Party that are running? Um, what do you think about Hillary? What do you think about Bernie? Uh, Jim Webb, I think, is another one. Hillary wasn't she governor of New York? 
No, she was a senator from New York. Oh, sure. I would think you'd be more informed, Donald. Um, I'm so good at this. I don't even worry myself about these other competitors. I have my whole empire on my money. That's all I need to bribe these people and my wolf-human hybrids. That's all I need for my president. <laughs> so you don't even have to pay attention. No. I think those foes is ants I can stomp on. Or so you're not wolf. feeling the burn of Bernie no. Sanders? No? That sounds like a... Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is. You, you think he sounds like uh, the owner of a, a chicken restaurant? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, wow. Baby, I get what you mean. <laughs> um, the guy, he's a comedian and he plays in a lot of movies. I know he played in a movie where Bernie Sanders was one of his names. What? Well, it was something like Adam Sanders. He played played in one of his movies. He said something Bernie. It was Bernie something. And he reminds me of Yeah, the water boy. Yeah. Yeah, he was Bernie Sanders. (laughs) I guess... Is that the one where Bernie Sanders has to go and retake high school? Oh, yes. Yeah. And Bernie still uses that on the, you know, on the stump. He'll rouse the crowds by going, I'm the water boy. <laughs> Gets out on their feet. <laughs> Are you laughing because that's actually what it is? Or... No. Because I'm completely Because I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> So, why do you want to be president anyway? Um, well, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking about. <laughs> a good question. I would really like to boost my album sales. And I do think that as um, president, you get that, that one sort of State of the Union address. Oh, yeah. You can use that to plug anything. Yeah. And I mean, I could get, and I mean, what is that, like a minute for my album? And then the rest. That's like Super Bowl advertising. <laughs> I could get a lot of money for that stuff. Yeah, that's like on every channel. That's, so you're yeah. thinking about money like me, Bernie, and Bob. <laughs> I think we have a, quite a lot in common. I, I am reconsidering my position, actually. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll endorse you I right can, now. Let's do it. I could, oh, wow. I could help you with that money problem if, yes, you, if you don't have it. <laughs> Okay, well, Donald, how about you? Why do you want to be president? Um, well, um, it would I think it would build up my empire a lot, and I got I got the money, and it would just I like other making other people feel the burn. Feel the burn. Okay. <laughs> the burn of becoming a wolf human hybrid. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Would you do that to the whole country? If, yes. If I do it all to all the people in Congress and as soon as you do that they whoever turned them into the wolf-human hybrid they come loyal to and since I'm the one turning them into wolf-human hybrids they'll become loyal to me they do whatever I say wait a second though okay a lot of people know this but I live in Flint Michigan lately there's been a lot of issues with our water we've been and also we've been having a lot of dogs running Is this all Flint water thing based on you putting your medicine into the the water supply? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. It's not lead. It's not poisonous. It, it is water. lead. And it's also poisonous. <laughs> oh. So you're also for poisoning to, people for the heck of it. Lead inside of it to work. Oh. Because okay. it has had the lead to weaken the immune systems enough to mm-hmm. add in the medicine. Wow. Because it takes over the brain. I knew something was up. Wait, why was I telling you that? <laughs> well, if, if there was a fictional movie, yeah, fictional. then that Donald Trump. Wait, well, what? in that movie, his name would be Ronald Rump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rump Dump. Uh, so, Bob, in t- 2012, you received the Pres- Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama, uh, Donald's best friend over here. Um, actually, I would take away your Presidential Medal of Freedom. Barack Obama, his choices were... Um, not so good in his times. <laughs> Donald, I was trying to get a question in for Bob. Jeez. You got such an ego. You just got to put yourself in anyway. Yes. Uh, are you questioning the decision to give me this award? Yes. Ooh. I can't really think this endorsement, man. <laughs> that is not good news. Yeah, I thought you guys were friends a second ago. And now you uh, want to take his I'll medal away? I'll help him with his money. That's it's the money I'm thinking of. Uh, not the medals. It's uh the it's the deal, not the friendship. And you got to keep all the metal you can get for <laughs> your water yes, plants. All of the lead and things you can get. <laughs> but what, what? Putting that aside for a second, mm-hmm. Bob. Uh, what is what is a medal of freedom for? Uh, well, you've got me there. I I just got a letter that said, you know, do you want to come to the White House? Uh, and I thought it, it had gone to the wrong address or something because I'm not a guy who goes to go to the White House. Uh, so I said, yes, I'll, I'll come along. Uh, and they gave me this medal. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not in the army or anything, so I don't know why they're giving me a medal. Uh, and uh, it turns out that I'm, I contributed to something, I don't know, culture or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it, it didn't really come with any cash prize. It was just, just the medal. And you can't really hawk that sort of stuff because it's so. I mean, they put your name on the on the back of it. So, yeah. Uh, ultimately, it was kind of a waste of my time, but uh, it was nice of him, I guess. So even without trying, you became a American a hero. Yes. Well, you put it that way. I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what the medal is for. It's it's for heroism, I assume. <laughs> yes, freedom heroism. Yeah. <clears throat> so, are are you working on a new album, Bob, or is it just you're just seeing Frank Sinatra songs to yourself all day? Uh, well, at the moment, well, I've sort of I've done the Frank Sinatra album. Um, so I'm sort of looking at a few options. Like I said, I might do a, a Skrillex cover album uh, in a Frank Sinatra style. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, try a few other members of the Rat Pack. Uh, oh. See if I can squeeze a few more of those dollars out of the 80-year-olds. But uh, <laughs> seems, Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, but and, you, it seems you have drawings and paintings. Would you, so you're a musician and an artist? Uh, I'm, I'm a lot of things. I've written a book. I've done poems, songs, art. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my art. Have either of you seen it i have to admit i haven't but i, I donald must have because he knew about it 
Um, I'm totally not looking at a wiki right now. Well, of course not. That would be wink, unprofessional. Wink. Okay. I well, just... um, <laughs> since neither of you have, have seen any of the paintings, I will tell you that I, I am actually a very good artist, and my paintings are very good. And you don't need to look up any uh, any links or pictures or anything like that, because uh, you can take my word for it. But they are right. indeed exceptional paintings. Are they better than Van Gogh? They are similarly inaccurate, I would say. They're not very <laughs> realistic, which is the mark of a good painting. Oh, okay. I was about to ask, do you do it in that Renaissance style? With the I, naked ladies all over yeah. the place. I have done a few naked ladies, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I try... I've done... I'm trying to think of the ones I've done. Oh, what have I done? Oh, I officially became a... This is his officially became a guy podcast. <laughs> well, we're all guys here. Um, are you sure about that, Greggy? Uh, oh, yeah. You, well, I'm not sure about you. Do you need no. to check, Greggy? <laughs> are you trying to ask me to look at your penis, Mr. <laughs> Trump? I don't want to. I said, do you need to check yourself? <laughs> no, no. Because I do. Not. Why would I need to do that? Well, you might wreck yourself otherwise. <laughs> well, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you both talked me into it. Let me. Yep, same old donger. Um, I'm pretty sure I do, but let me check too. Um, guys, something's wrong. <laughs> oh no! It seems I just disappeared. Wait a second. Have you been taking your your own uh, water? Yes. It's well, a maybe you've got a bit of, of a medicine. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about your penis. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your art. Go ahead. <laughs> Sounds like it's um, mostly naked ladies. <laughs> there, there was one. I think there was one or two naked ladies. I've definite. I know I've done a picture of a chair. I have also done a picture of some train tracks. Uh, beyond that, I wouldn't really want to narrow it down. Um, okay. Well, that all sounds I, amazing. I don't know if you've ever heard of art as therapy, but. Uh, I have, like I said, I've done some things that I kind of need to paint it out, you know, so. <laughs> you got to really work through that stuff you did with a chair and change. Chairs. Yeah, I use, a lot, I use a lot of red paint. I don't, I don't want to do any further than that. <laughs> How about you, Donald? So you're going to run for president. Yes. You're probably going to win because gonna people are I'm going to take over the world with both humans. Oh, so that's that was my next question. Was the next stop the world? And the answer is yes. Yes. And what is the next stop after that? Um. Well, we're going to fund a lot of the money well, yeah, into making the best space uh workings get this funneling the money to research to see if there's faster ways of space travel to take over other planets oh like mars venus well, so you want to be like the god emperor yes of the galaxy yes okay pretty good idea um and you're going to continue wearing your clown makeup yes during any time you're not on camera yep. unless it's a mcdonald's commercial yeah why <laughs> Why Ronald McDonald specifically? Just because it rhymes with your name, or yes. <laughs> mostly just because it rhymes with my name? Uh, that's the reason why we named it Ronald McDonald. Oh, you were part of that whole yes. strategy. Wow. Ronald rhymes with it's Donald, and my name's Donald Trump. That's 
<laughs> and it also rhymes with McDonald's, so it just uh, works so perfectly. Do they pay you for that? Yes. So you didn't just have that one small $1 billion loan. You also got your money that you uh, received from McDonald's for yeah. being their spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, tell me though, are are like Grimace and Birdie and the Fry Guys? Are all those Mayor McCheese, um, Mac at Night? What are all those guys real, or are they just uh, people in suits, or what? Um, I have no idea who you're talking about. It was all me. I was the star, the only star of McDonald's. No one was there with me because I had to be. In the camera all the time, so there could be no wow. else. <laughs> so even like the little kids that would interact with me, they were. Ronald, would that be you in a green screen or something? No, it was computer CGI. <laughs> in the seventies and eighties. Yes. Okay. Um, and who who invented the the I'm loving it um, campaign? Uh, that was some lady, as you can tell from the voice. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were going to take credit for everything that McDonald's no. has ever done, but okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, how about how about I go to ask Andrew another question, and then you interrupt, <laughs> and you're like, shut up. I We got to get this thing over with. I got places to go. Okay. Okay. So, Bob, you've won a Grammy, shut a up. Golden... I've got places to go because it's over with. Okay, but you gotta act a little better. <laughs> I just like you gotta like act mad or something. Okay? I can't really, I can't really okay. act mad unless I actually am mad. Okay, well we can always just cut. I can just say, all right. So that's enough out of you two. It's time to get to the podcast. To be honest, I have a sneaking suspicion that the man saying he was Bob Dylan on this week's episode wasn't Bob Dylan at all. In fact, I think he may have been some sort of stylish, international man of mystery, like Austin Powers or Johnny English, here on some sort of secret mission. I suppose we'll never know who he was, but I will always treasure my memory of our one night together. In other news, Podcasts Are Wonderful appeared in the AV Club's Podmas feature. Uh, If you've been following me on Twitter, you're probably pretty sick of hearing me talk about it, but I was really excited to see such a nice review um, of the show on their site, so thank you so much for putting that up there. And uh, thank you to Andy Neese, aka at Neesage on Twitter, for making our catchy theme song, and thank you... Corpse Fucker Shitlord, aka at Socket Quest on Twitter for making our lovely logo. And thank you for listening. So what was the publicly stated purpose then? Well, that was always a little vague, but I, I think their PR director, if they bothered to have one, would tell you that their intent was to gain a full understanding of the human brain. What? A full understanding of the... What does that mean? I have no idea, Leah. None of us did. This was... From the beginning, R.B. Villard's passion play. Here's Hunter Garrett again. He privately revealed to his friends that that he felt, and this is a quote, mind you, that this could change the destiny of the species, which explains the confidence he had in his investment. Right. And the confidence he had in Oscar Totem, all of which ultimately makes him somewhat of a tragic figure. He's Don Quixote. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's quite right. When Villard's relationship with Dr. Oscar Totem started remains unclear. But we do know that Dr. Totem was named the lead researcher of the facility before construction even began. Back to Terry. 
The idea of an actual town that is a community with restaurants, bars, a hardware store, even that ridiculous movie theater seems to have come from Dr. Totem, who felt he needed the touches of home to get the brightest minds in his field to flock to the uh, <laughs> wilds of White County, Tennessee, I guess. It is rather remote. It's not exactly South Beach. <laughs> well, what, did his, uh, what did his press release say? You have that, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> see here. We want this town to be a place that researchers and their families want to live. A place where work, family, and fun come together for the betterment of the world. Wow. So he made it sound like Disneyland or something. So this week, Bob Dylan, Donald Trump, and I listened to Limetown, episodes one and two, uh, written and directed by Zach Akers and featuring an ensemble of voice actors. And uh, there's a link in the description to this podcast. You can go check out everybody who appeared on this podcast. Uh, Limetown is a fictionalized serial uh, story that they, they sort of uh, go episode by episode and reveal more secrets behind uh, this mysterious disappearance of a town full of uh, scientists in this place called Limetown. So just to begin with, uh, the narrator is the narrator is a, a young woman named Leah Haddock. So let's just between us now, uh, let's try and come up with a better name than Leah Haddock. <laughs> just make up any name. Let's see. Um, well, how about uh, how about um, Jackie Frosty? Jackie, Jackie Frosty. That's pretty good. Um, how about Brianna Salmon? I don't know. That's um, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, that won't work. There's already someone named that. Ooh, Donaldina Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's probably Wait what they should call yeah, Are you making fun of my right. name? Donaldina Trump. That's right. Wait a second. That would mean she would be related to me. And I don't know anyone named Donalia Trump. Don't well, daughter. Yeah, you've got a daughter. She's just named Donalia. Oh, uh, what is her name? Um, Donalio. Oh, of course. Well, that's why he made up the name. That's why it didn't match. Ah, you're right. Okay, but uh, so Donald, what is your favorite privately owned county? My favorite one is the one inside my house, my little, my mansion. Right, right, Uh, it's huge. It's like a castle, basically, surrounding this village. Oh, and you own the village and the whole county? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was allowed, but apparently that's a thing that happens, like... Well, I just buy a whole bunch of land and make houses, and basically they're just renting the house. Oh. And can you make your own laws and stuff? Oh, yeah. It's called being a landowner, and I can just make the rules of that place. Okay. So what is what is one law one, that you have? One of my laws is you have to sacrifice a chicken every month or so to keep me in power. <laughs> to, to like a specific god or something? Yes, or? to a poor Satan. Oh. Um, Lord and Savior. Okay. Otherwise known as Diablo. Right. Do you teach people how to do this? Or? Um, yes, I go. Do well, you just assume sometimes it's whole... a chicken and then sometimes it's a goat. Right. And I just well, give them. Yeah, of course. You got to switch it up. Yeah. 
muscle confusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob, how about you? Do you uh, what? 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 what uh, <laughs> well, maybe we'll, we won't go there. But uh, <laughs> if you if you were making your own laws, what would be a law that you would uh, force on everyone? Ooh, that's a good one. I think there would certainly be some sort of minimum uh, ownership you know, requirement of, of my my music. <laughs> uh, I think, what else would we have? Oh, Probably everyone would have to be word perfect on uh, sort of 20 or so of my albums. Um, <laughs> How many albums have you had? That is a good question and one I cannot answer you right <laughs> now. I think it's something like... 20 more than 20 must be oh wow so you would want people to know like the majority of your albums by heart so don't oh yeah most albums have a lot of than more than one song Mm -hmm. i'd say probably at least 10 on each one so 20 times 10 would be 200 you want them to listen to 200 of your songs no not just listen to them know them by heart um, memorize them. I can barely memorize one, Mr. Bob. <laughs> well, Mr. <laughs> Respectful. <laughs> uh, so if somebody was going to buy it, like, well, let's just say one of your albums, which one would you say would be the one for everybody to purchase? Uh, I would say the Greatest Hits compilation would be the best one. <laughs> Uh, That's usually a good choice. Yes. I mean, it, it's we, the we did it sort of for that exact reason, really. Uh, <laughs> I was adamantly against it. I was saying to the record executives over and over, we should not be giving them all of my best songs on one album because that's that's crazy. They should buy 20 albums and collect all the good songs across the variety. Well, they were insistent. For the ch- if you wanted to do that, if you only could force one album, I would make an album where you had all your songs on it, just edit them all into one album, and then say you had to listen to this one and have all your... Like album. a box set? No, not a box set. It's like, it was saying it's one greatest hit album, but it's all your songs at once. And ah, it's forced at one. one. <laughs> Are they all playing at the same time? <laughs> no. Like an album, they go one after the other. How would you fit that on an album, though? That would be too long. Well, an album is just the songs would take about an hour. That would just, for you know, 20 albums, would take like 20 hours. Right. So how would you fit that onto an album, though? Just record it all and put them onto the album. Does it matter how big the, and how long the songs are for one album? Yeah, because the, the only so much music will fit onto the recording medium. That's why you do the greatest hits. Get the best recording medium or whatever. Put it on a panel. It's fine. (laughs) That's a good point. Bob, are you you much of a cinephile? Do you like going to the movies? Love the movies, mate. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Limetown's movie theater was described as ridiculous by the reporter Leah interviewed. Like, what would be a ridiculous movie theater to you? Uh... Well, these days, no IMAX, no 3D. I love 3D. Uh, oh, yeah. I would also say if they have a subpar concession stand, I would call it ridiculous. It would get a pretty bad Yelp review from me. That's what I was going to say. No butter for the popcorn, no way. Ridiculous. I hate it. 
And also, if I drop my popcorn, they they should give me like a free, a whole new free popcorn because that's not my that's not my fault if their floors if they trip me up on their floors, that's their fault, and I should get free popcorn and yeah. free tickets. <laughs> and free what, what, what would stop you from just dropping your popcorn every time you go in? Uh, trustworthiness. I'm I'm Bob Dylan, so I don't know why they would question my name. I'm a, I'm an upstanding. I won the Presidential Medal of Freedom, so am I the kind of guy who's going to lie about dropping some popcorn? That's true. And if if they have a big celebrity like you coming to their movie theater, they might as well let you in for free and give you the free popcorn. And this is free. Don't forget those glasses. <laughs> right. Yeah. How about you, Donald? What would you think would be a ridiculous movie theater? Um. Uh, the ones without the, you know, those pet, those deluxe movie packs where they have the popcorn and the like a combo. Yeah, the combos. And it has like an Iron Man cup and stuff. Yeah, if they didn't have that for McDonald's. One of those okay. that would be ridiculous. Have you ever been to a movie theater that wasn't ridiculous to you? No. I didn't think so because I, I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen that. For me, a ridiculous movie theater would be one where, like, uh, you know, everybody talks in a wacky voice like this all the time. And then they, they you go up to the counter and they, they slap you with a side of bacon. <laughs> and then the bacon? It'd, it'd, yeah, it'd be awesome. like just so rando. And, uh, like, uh, they, they call you mean names the whole time. No, that's just every That would be ridiculous. Donald, have you ever had a job where you didn't know who your boss was? No. Uh, my boss, I've never been hired like that. You're I always the boss? Pe- yeah, I have hired people like that, but I've never been hired like that. Oh, have you ever hired someone and, you know, you did it over the phone or... Like yes. through letters or something like that, mm-hmm. so they didn't know who was their boss. Or like mercenaries, they right. just get their jobs. Yeah. Wow. And how do they? How do you get your orders to them and stuff? Do you just have to mail it to them, or I put it up on the black market on mercenary, the mercenary list. There are just different tribes, like the Silk Road. Yeah. <laughs> I know what that is. Okay. You get on tour and go to www.silkroad.onion or whatever. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I want to hire some mercenaries. I'll give you 40 bitcoins. And then they check the, they check Mount Gox and they see what the rates are. And they're like, yeah, 40 bitcoins. That sounds pretty good. I'll, I'll go do your mercenary work. Depending on the exchange rate. That's how it goes. Um, well, I have no idea what Silk Road is, so most likely not. Oh, okay. I pay them in real cash, not Bitcoin. Uh-huh. How about you, Bob? Have you ever had a job like that or given someone a job like that? I have certainly accepted jobs where I don't know the uh, the client's name. Um, again, not, not wanting to get too specific, but I... I mean, what you've said is, is eerily similar to a, a procedure I, <laughs> I I might be familiar with. Uh, I do accept mm, contracts, for want of a better word, over the dark web. Uh, uh, I don't know the, the client's name. I do know the uh, target's name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I've it's happened to me in the past. Have you ever uh, put up the contracts on this dark web? No. I do my own. I do my own work. <laughs> you like to get your hands dirty. 
You want a job done right, you got to do it. Hands dirty with what? So, Greggy, when you say get your hands dirty, get your hands dirty with what? Well, if you want, if you want to get, <laughs> don't incriminate me, Greggy. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. That's all this is. Uh, a lot of times, like in movies, especially in a particular movie, uh, it, a guitar case is a great place to hold like a, a machine gun or a shotgun. Uh, have you found that to be the case in your years as a musician? It definitely used to be. Um, when when we had the old acoustic guitar cases, they were big. You could fit a lot in. And then electric guitar cases are a bit thinner. And it's not so easy. Uh, but I did eventually move to... I, I mean, I assume you're going to edit this out, but I did I did move to a sort of a blow dart harmonica uh, <laughs> that did work very well, actually. Um, and as long as they're in the front row of a concert, uh, then I'm good to go. Have you ever done a blow dart trumpet? I have not, but um, I mean, a trumpet would maybe be a bit too shotgunny. I'm, I'm all about the precision. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you well, just want to... You just want to poison somebody with a little dart. You don't what want to blow is, their head off. What is the uh, instrument that does this? And you, it's like that. What? Like the, the French horn? Yeah. No, how it goes. And it does that. Like that. Like. Like a bugle? Oh, uh, a trombone? Yeah, trombone. Have you ever done a trombone? <laughs> well, that's that sounds like a little bit of a similar question to the trumpet one. Though, yeah. I think. Sort of now a, a tuba on the other. <laughs> yeah, trombone's more of a pump-action shotgun. Well, um, a trombone, I have made the mistake of using because it curls around and faces you, mm, which is about... bad with the poisonous dart. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want something. To... Yeah, I know there are instruments that do that. I have no idea what the instrument's name is. That's why I asked Greggy here. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know everything. It's okay. Just most things. Um, I do know. I would say that if your trombone is is pointing at you, sort of pointing in your face, <laughs> you might might have sort of assembled it incorrectly. But uh, I mean, it's a good point. You don't want don't want any risk there. Yeah. <laughs> so you said a French horn. What weapon would that be? A bazooka? I don't even know. I don't, it seems I don't like think a you would make a very good weapon. Something because French it's one. like bouncing around or like a laser to magnify the light or something. Donald, what have you been universally described as? Um, I've been usually described as a duck. A duck? Yes. (laughs) Because of your first name? (laughs) Yes, people assume that Ronald McDonald is a duck. (laughs) Wait a second. I thought the connection was Donald Duck, Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Duck. Right. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's how he said that. What what did I say? Why? Why do people think Ronald McDonald is a duck? Ronald McDonald, Donald Duck, Donald Ronald McDonald. Last name Donald Donald Duck. I would think that people would universally describe you as other things besides being a duck. Well, it is very um, rude where I come from. Oh, to, to say the things that people say about you? Yes. The- That's a good point. How about you, Bob? I, I assume the, uh, you like you said, the voice of a generation. 
Yeah, poet laureate of the rock and roll era, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I tend to encourage that. I sort of sow that myself. Mm -hmm. Do they think of you as Fargo? If they do, then they're not around for long because I don't <laughs> accept that. Yeah. yeah, so you might want to drop that one down. Um, I don't, I do, I do not think of you as that. <laughs> I was just thinking of things you could be and people, are probably are. Yeah, people have come up to me and called me Fargo. They know <laughs> that I've still got a strong Minnesota accent. I've tried to get rid of it. I just can't get rid of it. I'm born and raised there, and I'm stuck with it. But uh, if they do come up and call me that, then they are on the end of a, a pretty sharp uh, harmonica blow dart. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you trust us with telling us that your harmonica is a blow dart? Well, because I'm going to edit that out. Ah, okay. Nobody will ever hear that. All of this is off the record. <laughs> Yeah, I probably won't even put this episode out. Sorry, Donald. I know you needed it for your numbers. Yes, you better put this out. Okay. It'll be all the numbers. I'll just edit it down so it's only you. Yes. But anyway, anyway, Bob, what's your favorite campfire spook story? Ooh. Uh, I like the one... I can't remember all of it, but there's sort of... She ends up in the car and then in the, she looks in the mirror and there's the guy with the hook for a hand and, and, and that's a pretty spooky one. Um, yeah, and then she drives away. She gets away from him, and then when she gets home, the, the hook is hanging from her, her door handle. That's a scary one. I, I get chills thinking about that. Yeah. I always check, double-check the back seat. Mm -hmm. The creepiest thing, campfire thing I can think of is the story where they go and camp Boy Scouts go looking for wildlife, and they find a strange mystical beast, and they get eaten by it. Whoa. You guys are freaking me and, out. And everyone goes to them and everyone that searches for them is eaten by this This one I heard recently. Person. Um, this is actually supposedly happening nearby. There's this spooky, weird looking big clown guy yeah. with a He's like, big he red has hair. A scout, he a like snout. sneaks around um, down by the river with big jugs of some sort, and he keeps pouring them in and just laughing maniacally to himself while he does it. And he's followed everywhere by a pack of wild dogs. Yes. It's the freaking scariest thing I ever heard of. It's terrifying. <laughs> Park rangers have come to get this guy. Um, not me. I'm not responsible. Well, for you're not this. a park ranger. No, of course not. I know, but. It kind of seems like Ronald McDonald. Wait, what? <laughs> the I didn't make that connection. It kind of seems like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say right now, I'm not that person. I'm, I, well, I can't say I haven't been murdering people, but I'm not that clown. <laughs> okay. Who have you been murdering? <laughs> um. Well, people think turning into people like wolf humans that cannot control themselves is basically dying and uh, so that's what I mean. I guess that's kinda of like Gregory, that. I'm telling you right now, edit this out, but I am that going. <laughs> well, that was the the idea of the joke. <laughs> Please edit that out, Greg. Uh, Donald, how much would it cost for you to be silent for ten years? This is a oh. true question from the American people. They asked me to check. Um well, that would cost a small loan of a million dollars. 
Okay, I'm sure we could put that together. I'll I'll get a Kickstarter going. <laughs> get Donald Ronald McDonald slash Donald Trump to shut up for ten years. He said. Yeah. I don't think I would even do that for a million dollars. I would. If I had to be completely silent. Uh, well, I'd get a whole bunch of like sound effects and just start <laughs> playing them wherever. You I just go. play a soundboard everywhere you go. Like, <laughs> somebody asks you, "Hey, Donald, do you want to go out tonight?" You just play the thing on the thing. It says, "Okay." <laughs> You would just use uh, Mitch's uh, Spoon Nation soundboard from the beginning of Doughboys. You would say, uh, somebody <laughs> somebody meets you for the first time and say, Hello, Donald. It's a pleasure to meet you. You'd say, Howdy ho! <laughs> the soundboard. Um, somebody shows you their, their new purchase they just got, and you'd say, Well, isn't that special? On the soundboard. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know if that counts, though. That kind of breaks the spirit of the uh, question. That's how I get around it. You know, I'm I'm smart enough to be getting around it. I would not tell my wolf human scientists to figure out a way to become unsilent with the uh-huh. agreement. Right. And, Bob, I, I'm not going to ask you that question because you're one of the great musicians of our time. It would be a Crime against humanity if you were silent for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well, I kind of was silent for like eight years in the uh, late 60s, but uh, never again. We didn't have soundboards back then, of course. So <laughs> that was really difficult. So did you lose your voice or did you have to... Well, uh, I had a motorcycle accident and also I was kind of getting a bit sick of the fame. So I, I ducked for a while. But I also um, had a few other uh, how could you get irons st- in the fire. <laughs> what else were you doing at that time? I was trying to set up what what would later become um, dubstep music. <laughs> uh, I kept trying to do it. I was in the studio for like eight years, but in the end, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. In the year you stopped trying, someone finally figured it out. Yeah, I finally stopped trying in about 2012. And uh, it all kicked off. I was gutted. I could not believe I gave up right then. <laughs> wow! Imagine if you imagine if dubstep was the the music that was invented by Bob Dylan. That would be an amazing legacy. But I mean, on the other hand, it is kind of good that that wasn't something that you did because it was kind of a flash in the pan. It's pretty much over now, isn't it? I wholeheartedly disagree. It is not going anywhere. It is here to stay. It's it's the music of this century, I would say. Yeah. Wow. Um, personally, I would love to see the national anthem replaced with a, a dubstep track. Um, we would replace it with Skrillex is um, first of the year. Is that a real song? Yes, it's a real song. Okay. Well, that was a good addition. Uh, <laughs> Bob, have you ever had to do a job you found demeaning? I put out a Christmas album once. Which oh. Pretty, well, I kind of enjoyed it, but there's some of the tracks on there that are not, maybe not the most Bob Dylan kind of tracks 
the what aspect. Are, what does demeaning mean? Demeaning is like beneath you. Ah. You thought you were too good for. Well, running for president is kind of demeaning to me. <laughs> oh, well, because you want to be the galactic emperor? Yes. Well, you don't really apply for that job, so it's like you got to do. It's you something. Gotta, it's the job you make. Right. Like, exactly. You got to pay your dues. You got to work your way up. Yeah. Some people might say that the I have done some adverts for IBM and Pepsi and stuff, and I wouldn't say those were demeaning. I would say those were uh, very well paying, and I appreciate them, and I hope that they come back to me and we can great make more great branded content which you I did. love to do and I love money. You and made you made Pepsi? I did make Pepsi. <laughs> that was one of the other irons in the fire during my sort of eight year period. Um why did you name it Pepsi? Uh long story uh, that I don't want to get into now. <laughs> the one you're what right now? He doesn't want to get into it now. Uh, <laughs> we uh, must No. Uh, Donald Trump. Okay. Donald, shut up. As the president of the United States. You're not the president yet. I will be. Bob, would you ever do an advertisement for a a product that you don't believe in? Well, mm. (laughs) that sounds like a yes to me. (laughs) It would sort of depend on how much dough is, uh, (laughs) how many green bucks they're on the, um, is there any the other colored bucks well is there, dark, colored. is there purple colored bucks <laughs> what is this question <laughs> <laughs> where is this going to lead to <laughs> um, well I'm trying to Here, decide I'll, how about I ask one of my questions I'm trying questions to decide what color you. is not being used already as money, so I can use that when I come to become the Galactic Emperor of Universe. Oh, and true. Or you could yeah. just use it on in your private county that you own. I could. That's, Do you have your own the money there? Of, yes, that is the start of my owning the world. I own my own little town. Uh-huh. I am the... So do you think the president owns the United States? Well, it's more of he shares it with me. What is that? Are you saying you already own the United States? I already am in a cooperative ownership of the United States with Barack Obama. Well, then why are you so mad at him all the time about Um, what he's doing? He's doing things. I want the kids to get... I don't want them to get obese, obese, but I want them to get a little bit fat. So when it comes to the time of me taking over the world, they can't really fight against it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. And he's trying to. So your beef is more with Michelle Obama. Yes, but he allowed a show Michelle to do that. That was a stupid decision. <laughs> I'm kicking it out of the world domination team. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um. Um. Well, Michelle. She was really able to get those congressmen to uh, agree with her. I might add her to the domination team. What do you think, Bob? I think she is a pretty good choice. I, I'm very familiar with her and what she's done, of course, being <laughs> uh, an American who pays attention to the news. Um, I think she, yeah, 
she's a good a good good choice. I don't know. I don't think any uh, first lady should have any domination tingling. <laughs> any sort of uh, public life in politics after their husband is out of office. Yes. Well, it won't technically be politics. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. What? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. Uh, Donald, have you ever gotten into a late night noisy fight that got you in trouble with the neighbors? Um. Well, my neighbors are miles away, unless you count my uh, county. But if they have a problem with it, I either they shut up or they get kicked out onto the road with their memory wiped. You can do that? Yes, I just hit them on the head with a baseball bat. But then when um that always works. Yes, that either gives them significant brain damage so they can't do much, or it gives them amnesia. I think they're probably halfway there for the brain damage since they have yeah, to drink that lead water. I've gotten, it, I've gotten it perfected enough, my swing just enough for hitting the right spot. Okay, well, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, how about you, Bob? Have you ever been in that kind of a fight before? No, I can. I've got a guy here who's so sort of whispering in my ear, and I, I decline to answer. So that's a no. <laughs> So you have like a lawyer attorney's thing, like it's a lawyer slash attorney. Yeah, you might not be able to hear him because he sort of covers the mic with his hand when he when he answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been in that kind of argument either. Like, as soon as my wife starts yelling at me and punching me, I quiet up right away because I know what's good for me. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of my question tonight. Uh, let's see. Was there any other... Podcast-related stuff? Uh, we don't really talk about the podcast much. Well, no, we never do. <laughs> You've never noticed that before? <laughs> we never really talk about the podcast. <laughs> we just ask questions they ask. Uh, I, well, I guess I am just now realizing it. <laughs> so once in a while, uh, before we get to ratings, we talk about the actual podcast a little bit, and I would like to do that tonight. Uh... Limetown is really good, I think, and I think people should check it out. Before we get to ratings, I'm not saying the number or anything, but uh, I think it's a really good and spooky show. Uh, I've listened to the whole thing now. There's only like six episodes, so it's not that big a deal. And uh, it it wraps up really nicely, and I think it would be worth your time to go check out the whole thing. Did you guys enjoy it? What did you think about it, Donna? Um I'm surprised I found time for it with my world domination. Well, yes, of course. But but. I liked it. I want to take more time on it because running for president is a hard job. Oh, you're anyway, not gonna you're not gonna catch up with the rest of it. You're just. I gonna... might want to become galactic owner of the universe. <laughs> yeah, when you're kicking back and just enjoying yourself. Yeah. I have time for the little things like blowing up gas giants. Right. How about you, Bob? What did you think about it? I liked it. I uh, yeah, I thought it parts of it were very, very spooky. Gave me the chills. Um, other parts of it, may, maybe not so much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for the most part, the, like the production and everything is really good. Uh, but some of the voice acting is <laughs> is not great, and it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Uh, I, I think, think they would all make. I think they would all make very good video game voice actors. <laughs> That's a good point. And uh, I think uh, the clip that I put in the middle here is a great example of the awesome voice work that is on this podcast. 
the clip you put in the middle? Yeah, I always put a clip of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so that brings us to the rating. Podcast is the best, so let's rate this show from one to ten. But don't go too low when you rate my friend, cause then one to four wouldn't make much sense. It's ready. And on Podcast for Wonderful, we rate podcasts on a scale of one to ten, where one is the worst and ten is the best. However, podcasts are really good, and I think. If you rate a podcast less than an eight, that's like saying, no way, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to buy 20 of your albums. Uh, I'm going to tell the police all the things that I think I've put together from the things you said oh, so I during this not podcast. Do it less than eight. Yeah. So <laughs> if I were you, I would stick with the eights, nines, and tens. Greggy, you should have done it. Since we have things you can bribe us with, you should have done it. If you do it less than a 10, that would have been great bribing. You need to work on your uh, bribing skills. I see. So I should have... Well, I don't I don't necessarily want you to uh, give it a 10 just because I say so. I guess that does kind of make sense. It is very arbitrary, the, the numbers that I give you. Okay, fine, whatever. But anyway, I already said 8, 9, or 10. That's what the rating scale has been. Uh, low these many years we've been doing this podcast. So that's what we're going to stick with. Uh, so, Bob Dylan, what would you give Limetown, episodes one and two? I would give it a nine. Um, okay, that's a great score. I, I How about you, with, Donald Trump? What do you think? I agree with Bob. You're going to go with a nine as well? Yes. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say a ten because I did really enjoy it. I've listened to the whole thing, and I, I, uh, I liked the ending, and I'm excited for a season two. I think it's cool that... Uh, rather than just starting uh, with kind of an outline of where they want to go, it really did seem like uh, the, the gentleman that wrote this podcast uh, had a clear idea for his ending, and he stuck with it. He didn't try to drag it out. So I think it's a really good podcast. I give it a 10. I think people should listen to it. It's good. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, appearing on the show. Uh, it's been an honor to have you here on the show, Bob. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And Donald, uh, it's great that you've been here as well, I guess. Are you? Oh, sorry, I'm a little. All this talking, I'm a little parched. Uh, oh, here, take this water. Been... Oh, this water bottle you brought with you. It's, Thank it's you. not yellow. It's, it's not yellow. It's well, just a trick I'm, of the I'm looking at it, and this. What do you? You put a little lemon in there or something? No, it's just a trick of the light. Okay, let me just. Oh, it tastes like metal. Yeah, yeah you should drink it off. Okay. Oh, what's happening to me? I sound like a voice actor for Limetown. Oh no, Chihuahua.